You're listening to Mile High Radio. MileHighRadio.com on the World Wide Web for your listening pleasure. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for being a friend. I am Deb Creer. I am the socialite, and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And I am so excited today for the guest that I have. I'm just going to jump right into her bio because this is so much fun, and we want to have a lot of time to be able to to talk today. Um, my guest today is Adrian Graham, and Adrian is the CEO and founder of Empower Me Corporation, a growth strategies consultancy with brand extensions in media, publishing, and professional and entrepreneurial education. She provides strategic business growth consulting services to small business owners with high growth potential to assist clients in creating processes and strategies to effectively run, grow, and position their business for success. Adrian helps clients get paid more by giving away less for free, and that's what we're going to be talking about today, allowing them to be more profitable and not to be a broke brand. She is the host of Views from the Top Radio Show and the publisher of Empower Me Magazine, the creator of Empower Me Institute, Empower Me Radio, Empower for Growth TV, and Next Level Business Strategies. I got tired just reading all that. Adrian, how are you? I am fine, Deb. How are you? Oh, not bad, not bad. Now, for those of you who are in Colorado listening to this program, since it's on Mile High Radio, the funny thing is Adrian and I are both in the Atlanta area. So you know, this, this is pretty fun. <laughs> Gotta love technology. Yes, well, you do. <laughs> you know, I originally met Adrian virtually back, oh, it would have been over a year ago, uh, in the summer of 2011, when I uh-huh. saw an article that she published in Forbes magazine. And it was on how how business people tend to get their brain picked. And we're going to go in a little bit, you know, that's, that's really going to be the focus of today. So we'll go into that in a lot more detail. But the cool thing about social media is I linked and shared Adrian's article on my various social media sites and bless her, she found it and she thanked me. And we developed a business relationship from that. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. This is great. great, great. Well, let's really just jump right in. And first of all, give me a little bit more information about your background and let's tell our listeners how they can find you. And then let's get into this brain picking thing and what the heck we mean by it. <laughs> <laughs> sure, no problem. Well, finally, you can find me at my website. My 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 main website is uh, empowerme.org, or they can find me at the new adriangram.com, which is still in development, but wanted to put that out there. But everybody can go to empowerme.org and find me there. Um, my background is pretty simple. Well, not maybe not simple, but I've been an entrepreneur since. I can remember, but officially went into the business world in around 1994. My first business was a recruitment consulting firm, and I retired, decided I wanted to kind of grow up and figure out what I wanted to do, started Empower Me. It's kind of a networking group for women of color, Mm -hmm. 
And recruiting called me back in, and I started another firm in 2007, and I had been simultaneously running both companies, Empower Me and my consulting firm, he's consulting, since 2007. But Empower Me really came about in 1998, as I said, as a networking group, and it's evolved over the years, and I think in the last maybe three years, I've gotten really clear on the focus of the company, which is to help people grow in any economy. So that's been my mission, to just kind of make people accountable and help them understand that no matter what the economy looks like, no matter what's going on in their immediate circles, they have the the capacity and the ability to grow in any economy. So that's just kind of the upshot of it. Great, great. Well, as I mentioned, I found this article and and somebody else had posted it online. So it was an article that you wrote for Forbes and it was called, No, You Can't Pick My Brain. And as a consultant, I loved it because (laughs) how many times a week do we get asked for coffee, for lunch, and somebody says, "Ooh, I just want to talk a little bit with you. And they know what we do for business, but they think that we're more than happy to share our knowledge, which, of course, we are. But they also think that we're more than happy to give it away for free. Mm-hmm. So tell me why you initially wrote the article, and then let's talk about the book. And that will probably bring us up to the first break because then we're going to talk about how we get our brains picked on social media. So you know, mm-hmm. how did you decide to write the article? And then let's talk about the book. I love the book. Finished the book okay. last night. Um, and, and it really is a great book. So we want to tell people how to get it. Okay, thank you. Well, the book came, the article came about as some frustration I was feeling. I had um, experienced in most of my career people that I knew. This wasn't really necessarily people that I hadn't met or didn't know. This was more so people that I already knew would come to me. I'd be the default person for all things recruiting or HR or even about starting a business. And, you know, it gets daunting when you're giving, 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 and nobody's ever either paying it forward to someone else and hoarding all of the information for themselves and benefiting from it or not even asking me, well, what can I do for you? Or what do you need? You know, and this one particular day, it was a Saturday morning, and I was frustrated because I had gotten yet another call, and it was from someone who is is a longtime friend, and I made a comment, and she said, you know what, why do you get upset? You know I'm going to come to you anyway. You know this is how I feel. You know you're my go-to person. She said, and plus, I'm so good at it, I can get the information from you without you even realizing it. And a light bulb went off in my head. And, you know, we train people how to do business with us, and we train people how to treat us. And if we're constantly giving and giving, you know, for me, a lot of times I am, and and anyone listening, I hope you don't take offense to this, I am the quote-unquote smartest person in the room. And when I say that, what I mean is I'm the person with the, the technical knowledge or the business knowledge that other people are looking and they want kind of that resolution. So they'll come to me as a default. And as I do with my son, sometimes you, you get so overwhelmed and you have so many things going on, it's just easy to say, well, just do this. Or hey, just here, here, let me do this. Let me write this down for you. Or let me show you how to do this so that you can do it on your own. And we do it without thinking because we're trying to get back to what our focus should be on right. and what mm-hmm. we're supposed to be involved in so that it's not even, we're not realizing what's going on. We're thinking that we're eliminating our own problems or we're just adding more problems because we're giving away all of that knowledge and all of that information 
for free so the other person can benefit. So I woke up that Saturday and I was kind of upset about the, the conversation. And I said, oh, really? So she can pick my brain when she thinks. Okay. And I just let it all out. You know, it was, actually, I saw a post on Facebook from a friend who asked about brain picking, and that sparked me to kind of rehash that conversation and then let it out. So I wrote the article, went about my business, you know, experienced my day, got it off my chest. I felt better. Monday morning, it was just crazy. My email was blown up. I had tweets everywhere. People were sharing it all over the place. And it just was crazy. And people really resonated with that article. And I hadn't realized that, I guess subconsciously I, I did, but consciously I didn't realize so many people went through the same things that I went through. And I said, okay, you know, wrote the success for that for a while, tracked the responses, and decided to start the book. Well, I put the book on hold and said, okay, I'll come back to that. I have other more pressing problems. January 2nd, I sat down, wrote out my to-do list, filled out my whiteboard for the year, and said, okay, these are the projects I'm going to work on. Woke up January 3rd, my inbox was inundated again. So were the tweets and the LinkedIn responses. And, you know, a friend of mine called me and she says, what are you doing? I said, what do you mean? Where is the book? I said, what book? She said, I'm picking brains. She said, people are talking about it. And I said, what? <laughs> I want that back in March. She said, girlfriend, whatever you have going on, put it to the side and get that book done. And I shut myself away for three weeks and finished the book. Thank God it was halfway done. And I debuted it the first week of uh, February, and it spent the first three weeks at the number one spot for hot new releases. And it's still getting hits, the article's still being shared, because it's a universal problem, and everyone has gone through this at one time or another. So I feel like I've kind of written a manifesto, if you will, in this book and in the article, and I'm happy that it's helping people find the courage to say no and, and set limits. Well, and, and I think that's what it's all about. It's It really is about setting the limits and saying no. And doing mm-hmm. it in a nice and a polite way. And and as you say in the book, there are some people that that will annoy and they will go away. Well, you didn't mm-hmm. want to work with them anyway. You know, if, if mm-hmm. reminding them that, hello, you have a mortgage that you have to pay and you don't do this for free, if that annoys them and they go away, well, you know, better better off that they're gone anyway. Exactly. You know, we've all picked somebody's brain. You know, I hate to admit it. We do. But mm-hmm. you know, we, we've done things like how many times have we been somewhere where, say, there's a doctor? And, you know, it's maybe it's a, a business networking thing. Maybe it's a football party. Maybe it's whatever. And somebody goes up and says, hey, doc, I've got this cough. I've got this, you know, whatever. And and they expect that not only will that person drop everything and talk to them, but that they will give advice, you know, and, and whether it's, you know, hey, I've got this social media problem or I've got this website that I'm having trouble with or, you know, any of those things. We don't usually. Now, there are those people who do this on purpose, but, you know, we don't mean any harm by it. But I think part of becoming aware of this is knowing that it's not good to go up to somebody more than just, you know, hey, I've got this little problem. Can I call you to set up a time to come in and and talk with you or, you know, all those various things and then recognize that this is what that person does for a living. Right. You know, and we need right, to respect absolutely. that and honor that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, I, I, that, that is how I feel. And, you know, I got overwhelming 
positive responses to that article, but the couple that were negative were coming from a, a point of view of, you know, you consultants are high priced and you don't deserve or I can get this for the <laughs> internet. And it bothered me at first because, you know, every, nobody likes criticism. You know, right. I, be, since I become more public, I don't, you know, it doesn't sting as much. I just take it with a grain of salt. But I was very upset because I'm like, how can you tell someone they don't have a right to eat? They don't have a right to make a living mm-hmm. off of their knowledge. If your boss came, and I said this in the book, your boss came to you one day and said, hey, you know what? I can really get this information for this report off the Internet. I don't need to today, so I'm not going to pay you. You will be steamed. You will be so upset. And people don't understand that. And I just want people to understand that you can't do that to people. If this is their livelihood, respect that. You know, mm-hmm. Away or, or offer to pay them. Don't offer them a turkey sandwich because a turkey sandwich is not the same as me putting together a marketing strategy or an operations plan for your company. It, right. it just it's not fair balance. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I think that is the the tricky thing is that people do think, well, you know, th- this is what what you like to do. Mm-hmm. I still remember one time, um, you know, I, I give presentations and, and keynotes and, and seminars, things like that on social media. And I had somebody that came to me one time and said, we'd like you to come to our group and talk to us about it. And so I, you know, said, okay, here is my fee structure. And they gave mm-hmm. me a dumbfounded look. And they said, well, we just assumed that because you like doing this so much, you did it for free. And I said, I it, I said, it's great that I like doing this. Don't we all want to do what we like? And I said, uh-huh. but hello, I want paid for it too. And right. they turned around and walked off. I mean, it was, mm-hmm. it really was enlightening that, you know, and, and it was just the funniest thing because I thought, really? So if I don't like doing it, I should get paid for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's how some people reason. And it's, it's sad because a lot of people who, who aren't as, I guess, self-confident, their confidence really takes a hit because then they start questioning, well, why doesn't anyone want to pay me for what I know? Right. And it leads into all of these different, you know, issues that you have and, and your business can't survive if you're you're consciously thinking, why won't they pay me? Why won't they pay me? Mm-hmm. So if you limit what you give in the beginning or if you make a, if you make them understand, okay, I will talk to you for this amount of time for this reason, beyond that I have to charge you, you have to start reinforcing that. You have mm-hmm. to because otherwise your business will suffer and your business, and I use finger quotes, will turn into an expensive hobby. Right. I love so that. You, you have put to that on, on Twitter a couple of days ago. You said you can have mm-hmm. all the passion in the world. If you don't put in the work and effort to make the bris- business profitable, it's a hobby. <laughs> yep. Yep. And, you know, and we all have hobbies, but we also all have to eat. We have to do all of those things. And, you know, I think that's the trick to this is, you know, I, I want to talk in, in detail more when we come back from the break about how to draw those lines. But let's, you know, after the break, let's really get into how do we deal with this on social media? Because we do have these problems where we're making ourselves much more accessible. We want to be friendly. We want to help. But how do we draw those lines on, on all of those things? But then how do we also use social media to show that we're an expert in these areas? So let's go ahead and, and take a break. And when we come back, we'll really get into that. Okay. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. 
listening to Mile High Radio. MileHighRadio.com on the World Wide Web for your listening pleasure. The Chelsea Hutchison Foundation is a Colorado nonprofit corporation formed by Julie and Doug Hutchison to help individuals, particularly children and young adults who have epilepsy. The main focus is to raise funds to provide grants for trained seizure response dogs that may be able to detect an oncoming seizure and provide warnings and or respond after the onset. The foundation also provides MFIT monitors for those in need. MFIT movement monitors are the latest technology for monitoring and individual who, during sleep, may experience seizures, which a caregiver or family member should be alerted to. The Chelsea Hutchison Foundation is named for Julie and Doug's beloved daughter, Chelsea, who died in her sleep during a seizure in April of 2009. The cause of her death is called SUDEP, or Sudden Unexplained Death in Epilepsy. During the six years that Chelsea had seizures, no one had ever told the Hutchisons that a seizure could take her life. As a result of that omission, the Chelsea Hutchison Foundation raises SUDEP awareness so other families are not blindsided in the same way that they were. For more information on the Chelsea Hutchison Foundation, please click on the banner ad right here on milehighradio.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Clint Dickinson of Dickinson Chiropractic. Have you ever wondered why families go to chiropractors? Well, I'm here to give you a little testimonial from a family in my office. They came in for neck pain and uh, hip pain, and they've noticed that their overall health has dramatically improved. Their family has been 19 months free of illnesses of any kind. Their three young girls have not been sick since November of 2009. They have not missed school due to colds, flu, or anything. If you'd like to take advantage of that and get your family well, give my office a call at 303 303- 688-2300-303-688-2300. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. And we are back. I am Deb Creer, the socialite, and I am passionate about helping professionals learn how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And with me today is Adrian Graham. And Adrian is an expert in how to, shall we just call it what it is, not get your brain picked. <laughs> you know, all those people who come up and say, Gee, I've got this question. Can you help me very quickly? Or have this problem, have all of these things. And what I love in your book is you talk about, you, you can say, you know, what it is, and, you know, all those various things, but just don't give them the exact how to do it. Uh-huh. So then they realize, okay, you do know what you're talking about. You are an expert in the, the field, but I need to pay you to find out the actual how. Uh-huh. One of the problems I have, and I shouldn't say problems because I don't see it as a problem. It's it's more of a situation, is people ask me all the time questions on social media. Because I, I teach people how to, to use social media, they ask me the questions, how do you do, what do I do, all those various things. And you know, I want to show that I'm an expert, but there is that fine line to be drawn between giving away too much and kind of just showing people that I do know what I'm talking about. And do you see that happening more and more because of social media? Absolutely. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, I made myself a victim of that before I even wrote the article. 
um, you know, if you if you're if you're, a stud, if you're a student of marketing or internet marketing or anything like that, the first thing they'll tell you is social media is the hot thing. You have to get on there, share, 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 give all this information, give away freebies so you can attract more traffic. But what they don't share is that you end up training people to expect these things from you for free. And that is what I ran into when I first started experimenting with social media because I wanted to share information and I wanted to give, you know, uh, motivation and tips and inspiration and all of this great stuff. But it was, oh, well, Adrian's going to do this on Tuesday. So instead of paying her, let me just tune in and see what she's going to put on Twitter. Well, she has her show on Friday and that's free. I can listen to that and take notes so I don't have to do it. So you, you end up training people to expect everything, all of your knowledge, all of your information for free. What I've learned over the years is you have to be selective about what you share. You have to share general information. You can't get into too much detail because then you're actually giving away the keys to the kingdom. And I made that mistake, so that, that's why I can tell people to be careful about what you put out there. And a lot of people come to me and say, well, you know, I'm new. I'm new to my business. I just started my business. Who's going to take me serious as an expert? I have to give away freebies, maybe one or two. But you have to learn how to turn the tide in your own favor. And when I say that, I mean you control the circumstances. You decide who you want to give information away to for free and how much of it you want to give. But you always have to make sure you assign a dollar value to it so that they understand what they're getting the worth of what they're getting so that they know anything beyond this is going to be, you know, you're going to have to start charging. And a lot of people don't like to have that money conversation, especially on social media, because there are so many posts about buy my product, buy my book, come to my webinar, you know, and they get this upsell. So people are leery as it is. So I had to really sit back and think about, okay, so how can we do this? How can I help other people do this so that we are still still making sure that we have that credibility, but by the same token, we're driving traffic that is going to turn to clients and not just passive readers. So you have to really think about how you're putting your information out there and what information you really want to share. And also, I would say, follow people who are actually mastering doing this where they put these nuggets of information out, but you know anything beyond that, you're going to have to go to their website. You're going to have to sign up to work with them. And if they don't do it in an intrusive way, they do it in a way to make you see, okay, this is what I know, this is what I think you need, but if we really want to work together, let's, let's, have a conversation. Let's take this offline and have a conversation and see if I'm the appropriate person to help you. And right. more times than not, you will get a client out of that person, out of mm-hmm. the, the conversation. Well, and, you know, it's, it's very interesting when you talk about people, especially who are new to whatever business is that they're doing. They think they have to give it away for free because nobody knows that or, you know, they, they don't have the experience, all those various things. I went to the National Speakers Association um, of Georgia chapter on Saturday, and we had a fabulous speaker. It was Alan Weiss, who anybody who knows Alan, he's written you know all these books about being a consultant, being a great entrepreneur, all these things. And somebody asked that question. They said, well, you know, how do I set my fee and and when people know that I really don't have any experience? And he looked mm-hmm. at them and he said, well, how do they know you don't have any experience? And they said, right. well, I tell them. And he said, um... Excuse me. (laughs) 
He said, don't, don't tell do that. them. You know, they, they don't know. And then they said, mm-hmm. well, what happens if they ask for the people I've worked with, my client list? And he said, you look at them very sweetly and you say, I'm sorry, my client list is proprietary and your name will be pr- proprietary when I work with you also. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. that that made the switch right there because then people, you know, you can post, you can, you know, go to coffee, you can do whatever, you know, when you're networking things. Just don't tell people, hello, I'm the newbie on the block. I've never done yeah. this, so you can't pay me. You know, I, I don't feel right taking money from you. Just don't tell them. You know, and, and it really was a light bulb. Now I've been doing this for, you know, a long time, but at the same point, at some, everybody is new to what they're doing, whether it's just that they, mm-hmm. they do a different tactic or whatever. And I think that tends to be the, the problem on social media is, you mm-hmm. know, you've just set up your page or whatever. So then people think, oh, well, you must be new. No, yeah. you know, your business may have been going for a year, 10 years, a week. You don't have to tell people that. Now, of course, you know, the longer you've been in business, the more you want to, to tell them. But yeah, if you're brand new to it, don't tell them that. You know, if, right. if you felt that you were qualified to do it, do it. Exactly. And I mean, it, the same thing with a job. When you're going on a job interview, and I know this is, this is a show for entrepreneurs, but to kind of oh, give but them I love some this chapter in your book. Yeah, I know about the job interview. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the thing about it is if you're going for a job interview, you have to sell yourself. You have to make the person understand why you're the best, the best person to be hired. It's the same thing with your business. You have to under, make people understand what they get, what value they get, what you provide them. Not just benefit, not the features, not well. I have one hour consultations or I do marketing plans. It's what is the result I'm going to get from working with you. And for people who are new that are listening out there, if you haven't had any clients before, or if you have a very small client list. I agree you know, completely about the proprietary thing, but if you want to have something, take one or two pro bono clients at your choice, not because they asked you to do it. So there's a big difference. Some people will feel like, oh, well, so-and-so badgered me or they made me feel sorry for them, so I have to work with them. No. What I do, and, and I don't need to do this. I do this maybe a couple of times a year. I have a, a healthy client base. But what I'll do is I pay attention what's going on in my social media sphere and I listen to conversations and I pay attention to what people are struggling with and if it's someone that I know is having a really difficult time financially and I know that they can benefit from working for me with me but they can't afford it I'll do a pro bono with them you know I'll give them maybe a light version of my services or I'll give them maybe three months of my services or something in exchange for a testimonial. And it can't be, HBS services are great, or I highly recommend it has to be when I started working with her, this is where I was. After working with her for three months, six months, whatever it is, these are the results that I saw immediately. Those are the kind of testimonials, and that helps build your credibility. They don't have to know that they, you, you gave this person pro bono work. You don't, they don't have to know that you didn't charge them. It's your decision. You chose the people that you want to work with for free. And that's all, you know, nobody needs to know that. You have the person sign a confidentiality clause saying that they can't say that you gifted the program to them or your services or whatever. And you issue an invoice. You cancel out the amount, but you issue an invoice because it still keeps it official. So for those of you who are new out there, don't feel just because you've never had a client that it's impossible and you can't get you know, any traction underneath you. I just told you how. 
So hope you, hope that helps you. <laughs> right. You know, and, and I loved in the book where you talked about the fact that, you know, you don't have to go around telling everybody, I did this for so-and-so complimentary or whatever, because then people start expecting that they can ask you to do that. You know, mm-hmm. whether it's volunteering to, to support an organization or, you know, pro- like you said, providing your services at, at, you know, a reduced cost or free to somebody, you don't want to, again, you don't want to train them to expect that because, mm-hmm. you know, they're all going to come to you with either a, a, a sob story or, yep. you know, we've got this great organization that would be, you know, it would, it would benefit from you volunteering, blah, blah, blah. You know, you know, it, just because you do that doesn't mean you have to toot your horn about it. Now, of course, there are people who love doing that, and that's perfectly fine. But, you know, it's, it's not something that's a given. It can be just between you and them, you and, and, you know, whoever. It's not something that you really have to get out there with too much because you don't want to be the person that, that then all of a sudden everybody comes to all the time and wants freebies because then when you tell them no, they get mad. And that's the problem on social media. Is then they'll trash you on social media. You know, hey, I know that, you know, Deb was, was giving away this information. And when I tried to get it, you know, she said she'd charge me, you know, and, and then oh, you've got a totally different problem. Yep. That's how people do on social media. It's a shame. I mean, you know, so a lot of people miss the whole social part. It's about building community and not tearing people down. But, you know, by the same token, you do have this, this air of sharing. But what do you put the limits on? You know, mm-hmm. if I came to your house one day and knocked on the door and said, hey, you know what? I need to use one of your rooms for about three weeks. Can I just stay here? Yeah. And you don't, you know, they don't look at you like, what? So I was trying to use real-life experiences or real-life examples to help people, like, shock it into their system to understand mm-hmm. the, the correlation to giving away freebies. You know, you wouldn't walk into Walmart and say, well, wait, let me test this milk. Let me drink half the carton and see if this, you know, if it's good. If it's good, then I'll give you the money. You wouldn't do that. So why would you do that to a consultant, especially someone right. you've been trying to establish a relationship with on social media? So, you know, it's just it's very, very touchy situation. Well, and as you said, it's touchy, especially on social media, because, you know, whether you've met the people that you're connected with in real life or you're just friends with them online, when you start posting, you know, maybe as much as I do or, or other, then they do feel like they know you. And so they mm-hmm. can come to you and they can say, hey, we're friends. I'm thinking, I've never met this person in my life. But they think because they know me, they know about my dogs, they know I moved to Atlanta, all those various things, then it entitles them to be able to ask for something for free. That's what I've gone through. And, you know, I, you know, I sit here and, and I don't want people to think that I just put the blame on the other person. We have to turn around and look inward and look at ourselves and how we've created this situation and how we train people to think like this. Right. Because, yeah, I have, and everybody who knows and who's seen me on social media, I'm very open to a point. I mean, I don't share private intimate stuff, but I'm very open, very transparent. You know, my listeners and viewers and, and followers have been with me through my son graduating high school, through the birth of my nephew, through different milestones in my business. So they do feel like they know me. And some people I do get to know, but it gets a little... Bit to, it gets to be a bit much when I have people that will contact me and say, I've been following you for three years. You're great. I love all the advice you give. Listen, I'm looking for a job, and I know that you recruit. And mm-hmm. it's like, wait, 
I don't know you like that. I don't, you know, you can't just come send me a Facebook message and expect me to drop what I'm doing and do some work for you and I'm not getting paid for it. You right. know, and a lot of people don't understand those boundaries and you have to set the boundaries. You know, it's the biggest struggle that people have with social media is how do you keep it social, but at the same time, draw those lines so that nobody crosses the lines and nobody gets offended when you have to check them and put them back across the line. So we, I, I still dance with that every now and then. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and it is tricky. And we're definitely going to talk more about it. And maybe, you know, I want to share a couple of the experiences I've had with both the people who asked me to do free stuff. And because I always want to make sure, you know, from an expert like you that I handled it right. And then, you know, when I've tried to pick somebody's brain, how I handled that in a way that I thought was a good professional way. And again, I want your feedback on it. Mm-hmm. So when we come back, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that. And, and again, you know, we'll talk about how you can find Adrian's book, how you can get connected with her because she is just an absolute valuable resource. So when we come back, we'll share all that information. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a con. You're listening to Mile High Radio. MileHighRadio.com on the World Wide Web for your listening pleasure. According to a recent study, 85% of consumers do their shopping within five miles of home. At Echo Pages, we publish community phone books that take those buying patterns seriously. For just a fraction of what the big phone book charges, you can get a great ad that targets your potential customers without the waste. Call Echo Pages today at 303-805-7344 and let your voice be heard again and again. Attention, a severe hailstorm has recently caused millions in property damage. Your roof may have significant hail damage and your roof could fail if not replaced. This damage is very difficult to spot from the ground. Call Acumen Contracting Group, one of the top 100 roofing companies in the nation, headquartered right here in the Denver area. We will give you a free, no obligation damage inspection so you can have all the facts pertaining to your roof's condition. Your out-of-pocket expense is just pennies on the dollar. Take this opportunity to work with one of the best. We have successfully completed thousands of roofs and have thousands of satisfied customers. Don't take a chance with your insurance company or an out-of-town storm chaser. Have a local professional on your side. Visit us at acumencontracting.com or call us at 303-625-4021 today. Thank you for being my friend. If we're not friends, why the heck not? It's pretty easy to connect with me on social media. Just go to my website, debcreer.com, and you'll find all the links there. But we also want to find out how to connect with my guest today, Adrian Graham. So, Adrian, tell us how we find you. You can find me on Twitter at Talent Diva, of course. I am on Google Plus and Facebook under my name, as well as LinkedIn and Via Dale. I am at, you can catch me on my website at empowerme.org, not .com, it's .org, <laughs> or adriangram.com, which is a new site that's still in development, but that'll be a smaller site that you can get, like, just the basic information about myself. So those Great. are ways you can reach me. 
Perfect, perfect. Well, everybody, make sure that if you're not already connected with Adrienne, do so because she has such great information. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a small business owner, you know, anybody like that, or maybe the shoes on the other foot and you realize, uh oh, I've been guilty of doing some of those things that Adrienne talks about. And so I want to talk a little bit more about that. You know, I, I am a professional speaker and it's funny. I have, I had an, an organization that came to me one time and said, you know, we would like you to speak to us. And so I started to explain my fee structure and they got this no look. And, you know, it wasn't deer in headlights. It was, oh, and they said, we don't pay our speakers. Well, I knew they did. But then they said, you should be honored that we asked you to speak. And it was funny because I wrote a blog post about this. It was kind of like your Forbes article. I sat, I stewed, I thought about it, and I thought, enough of this. Because it's happened to me before. And so my blog post was was along the lines of, <coughs> excuse me, I am honored. Because I do know that there are a lot of people out there who do what I do. So it is an honor when somebody comes to me and says, we would like you to speak. But think mm-hmm. of it this way. What if there were two gas stations and, you know, right across the street from each other and you go into one and you gas up, would you then go in and tell the proprietor, I'm not going to pay for this gas because you should be honored that I chose you over the guy across the street. <laughs> now, that organization still wouldn't pay me, but... I've used that as a way to to show people when they've asked me, gee, we want you to speak for free. And that's not to say I don't speak for free because there are certainly times when I do. You know, it depends on the organization. You know, if it's, you know, uh, say it's a, a, a group, there are a lot of groups down here in Atlanta that are affiliated with the churches and they do, say, job training. I am more than happy to, to go and, and do a, a presentation like that or a nonprofit or something like that. But I also look at, could I get some potential clients out of this? And is it a really strong possibility? Not just, oh yeah, I might get one or two. So, you know, okay. so I will speak for free or reduce my fee. But to me, that really kind of explained it all. And, and you explained it in your book and, and earlier on the program with the milk. You know, would you go in and drink half a carton of milk just to see if it was going to work? Uh huh. You would if you want to get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> well, See, I always like, thing. you know, I, I always like the people that they, they try and return their food and they say, well, you know, I, I, it wasn't any good. Well, they ate the whole plate. <laughs> you know, like, really? No, not so much. Um, yeah, you know, it sounds like one of those 2020 specials. Was his name John Quinones about what would you do? It, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So here's the thing about speaking, though. I I get the same thing in January every year. Well, December I shut down my offices completely to plan out for the next year, mm-hmm. and part of that planning is determining speaking schedules. Now I will give a maximum of three free speaking engagements per year. That is my limit. Now, if that happens in January, all three, or spread out through the year, or whenever I reach number three, that's it. I'm not doing any more free speaking engagements. And there are ways that people can, even if they're asked to speak for free, you can still leverage that. Like you said, number one, determine if you're going to get clients out of it. Right. You know, what are the what are the strong possibilities of people being converted? In order to do that, though, you have to make sure that you have a killer top, something right. that people really resonate with mm-hmm. and that it can, you know, it really showcases your expertise and people will say, I want to work with her. Yeah, I, I need to work with her. The other thing is, is, this is something I learned from a fellow author. If you have a book, request a table to sell the mm-hmm. book. 
Right. A lot of people will say, well, we don't do back-of-the-room sales. If you want me to speak, you're going to give me some allowance. You're going to have to help me out here. We're going to have to meet halfway. Or the third issue with the book is that, well, second issue is you can have someone that you can tell them, look, if you purchase X amount of copies of the book, that'll be my fee. You know, you can give them out, sell them, resell them, whatever you want to do with them. But if you make a commitment to buy X amount of books from me, I'll speak to your audience. You know, and it all depends because if you have a big, and I don't want to really name names, but if you have like a big organization and you know they have the budget and they're doing these fancy, you know, elaborate setups, yeah, they have the budget to buy your books. If they don't want to pay you, they're going to at least buy your books. So if you have something, a book, a course, something that you have to leverage, use that as a bargaining chip and make sure, here's the thing, you have to make sure that it's related to the topic that you're giving. Like right. my book, the, the No You Can't Pick My Brain, I have a signature topic on that. So if I went in there and said, okay, how to reinvent your life, I can't leverage this book mm-hmm. you know, because it's not the I probably could, but it's not the same topic. So make sure that your your book and your signature talk are one and the same or they're related. So you, you can get around free speaking engagements. Well, and in your book, you also talk a lot about bartering. And I don't want to go into detail because I want people to buy the book. But a speaker <laughs> can also barter. You know, maybe mm-hmm. they're speaking before a chamber of commerce. Well, if it's a great organization and it's, you know, locally where I am, if you can't pay me, give me a free year's membership. You know, things like mm-hmm. that. And I think that's where people get a little stuck on things. But, you know, bartering does work, you know, whether it's that you, you know, you know that somebody has a a product that you need expertise in and you're an expert in something, maybe you can trade them, you know, do all of those things. I love how in your book, though, you say, write it down, make it clear what you're bartering back and forth, and then don't either take advantage or get get taken advantage of, because that can happen pretty easily, especially when you didn't really have a cash transaction going back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of people have a problem establishing a value because they say, well, you know, so-and-so offers $3,000 worth of accounting services, but my marketing services is worth only maybe 1000 And, oh, well, I can do that. No, that's not an even trade. You right. have to sit down and really be clear <clears throat> about what it is that you're bartering because you want to make sure you're, you're exchanging like for like. And, and mm-hmm. I have, um, in the bartering chapter, I talk about that. It has to be like for like. And this is where a lot of people struggle because it's like, well, you know, I'm just honored that they will accept bartering for me. No, you have every right to get the same equal dollar amount of services as you're giving to someone else. So you have to be really clear about what you're providing and what, how far you're willing to go to make sure that it's a, an even match. But don't ever walk out of the, the um, arrangement with a lopsided arrangement. So, Great. Well, and, you know, it, it does, it gets tricky when we're asking people to either meet with us or, you know, provide us a service, all those various things. And I think the, the best thing to do is just be very clear. You know, make sure everybody knows what's going on 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 either side. You know, as as many of the people listening know, I moved to Atlanta earlier this summer, and I had reached out to a lot of people on LinkedIn and and established Mm -hmm. business relationships with them. And I did this over a year ago because we knew we would be moving. Then when I got here, I reached out to those folks again, and I said, hello, I'm now here. I would like to take you to coffee, my treat, I made that very clear, Mm -hmm. To learn more about your business and how I can support you. 
every single person accepted it. Um, and, and it was cute because a lot of them then insisted on paying because, you know, I was new and all that good stuff. But, um, it was, I made it very clear what I was, was going for. I researched them in advance. So I knew what questions to ask where it was more general questions about their business as opposed to, gee, can you tell me how you do X? Because then mm-hmm. they didn't feel like they got their brain picked, you know, and, and, right. and, you know, so I was able to ask those more generic questions. Then, you know, it was nice if and when they asked questions about what I do, but I really wanted it to be more about them and, and really learn about them, learn how possibly I could help them. I also learned to get there early because if I was telling people I'm going to be treating, if they get there first, will they order? You know, especially if it's a a coffee place or or something like that because they don't want to just be standing around there. So I always made sure I got there early. And that way I established that I am treating this is is the thing. But I also always kept it to just a half an hour. You know, I told people Mm -hmm. I, I only want to do this. Was that good? Was that bad? Is there, because I'm still doing this since I'm still new to the area. How, you know, is that a good way to, to proceed and, and, you know, to, to really make sure that I had it clear and they had it clear as to why we were meeting and then know what I was going to ask before I went in? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That is the right way to do it. And a lot of people don't. See, here's what I did. I'll get an email. Hey, I found you on LinkedIn. I would love to get you, get to know you more and know more about what you do. How about we do lunch or coffee? This is this is before I started setting rules in place. I said, yeah, sure, I'm open to meet people. You know, I'd get there, we'd meet, sit down, have some little, you know, banter. What do you do? How are you? Maybe your kids and, you know, how long you've been in business, da, 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 da. Next, you know, the notebook will come out. Right. Well, since I have you here, let me ask you X, Y, Z, and it just turned into this interrogation. Mm-hmm. You know, and I talked about uh, an incident where I got blindsided, and, and you'll have to get the book, and you then knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> but I got blindsided, and you know what I thought was a night out turned out to be you know an inquisition, and and I was surrounded by people with notebooks, but it was really. Put, it was off-putting, and I made the decision since then to say, if we're going out socially, I'm not going to talk about business. Don't ask me to look at your business plan. Don't ask me anything about business whatsoever. Don't tell me, hey, I'm dealing with this issue. If we're going out for coffee or drinks or whatever, that is what we're doing. If you want a meeting with me, that's a whole different entity right there. You sit down and say, I need X amount of time. I want to have a business issue, a business concern. Let's talk. And then, you know, we can do that. But other than that, you you can't – I don't believe, I honestly don't believe that social coffee and things like that should mix with business because it gets sticky. You have to be clear up front, just like you said. Be clear about why you're meeting and what you hope to gain out of this meeting because nobody likes to be ambushed. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't. <laughs> right, right. You know, and, and to me, it's always telling if I get there and, it's, you know, because some people do beat me there, you know, it's Atlanta, I get lost. Um, <laughs> and if I get there and they have their laptop out, that's fine. They were there early. You know, I might have mine out if I'm there early. But if they don't put it away, then I know at some point they're going to say, would you mind taking a look at my LinkedIn profile? And, you know, and, and I tell them just, it, I did this before I read your book and now I'm really going to do it. You know, I'd be more than happy to set up another time to be able to, to uh, consult with you on this in, in a better manner. You know, things like that. I tell them, you know, this, this, you know, I, we're just getting together for coffee. We don't have time to, to do that, but I make it very clear 
that, yes, I'm more than happy to do it, but here's the fee. And, you know, 99% of the time now, people will say, and how much do you charge? You know, and then I'm, I'm more than happy to tell. If they don't ask, I tell them, you know, I provide an initial consultation of 30 minutes for free because I do want to make sure they even want to do this. I mean, you know, there's, there's kind of those people out there. And so I don't want to waste anybody's time. But then I say, and after that, my fee structure is. And then I tell them that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. And here's, here's another thing. This, this is something that we need to break ourselves out of, that free consultation Right. I think we need to eliminate that. We need to eliminate that because here's the thing: you have to. We can't take for granted that everybody understands it's just to get acquainted. It's just a free consultation where we just sit down and see if we, you know, are right to work with each other or to assess what your problem is. Because that's really what a free consultation is. But you got to look at it from the other way. People will look at it as, oh, a free consultation. Well, let me ask her all the questions I can while I have her for this 30 right. minutes and try to squeeze every drop of knowledge out of you with their little pen and pad, and then you never hear from them again. Right. So you yeah. have to be careful and be mindful of the words that you use because, again, we train people how mm-hmm. to do business with us. Well, and we certainly wouldn't go into a doctor and expect that we get our first exam for free. Now, you know, the, mm-hmm. there are those that do that. But, you know, all these various things, you know, if you're not going to drive, a, you know, you're not going to buy a car and say, gee, I want to drive it for a month for free before I decide if I'm going to buy it. You know, we do go mm-hmm. through all of those things. And, you know, it, I think when people see a service provider, you know, like you and I do, that's where it gets hinky. You know, we, we don't expect mm-hmm. to get a product for free. So then why would we expect to get a service for free? And, you know, right. and, and like I said, I have fallen into that trap. I provide an initial consulting, you know, and, and I'm definitely going to have to rethink that. You know, maybe now what I do is I tell them I'll have a five minute conversation with you on the phone, you know, or something mm-hmm. along those lines because I, you know, it, I, I, the, and the problem is coming, and maybe I just haven't vetted the people well enough, where I've met with them, I've worked with them, you know, really gone in depth as to how, you know, this is what you should be doing on social media, and then they never touch it again. Well, did mm-hmm. I not teach them right? Eh, that's a possibility. But, you know, they just really didn't want to do it to start with. So it's maybe it's my vetting process that I need to work on. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. See, and, and I came up with the vetting, and, and no guys listening, I'm not selling this, but I came up with my own client vetting process because when you get burned enough times, when you get your brain picked enough times, mm-hmm. you have to start laying down the law. You know, it's it's good to have intentions and say that, but I had to actually make myself sit down and write out a step by step client vetting process. Right. And it is. It, it keeps me on track and it keeps me from wasting time. And, and I don't like to sound like I'm above it all or better than anyone else. I have a lot of balls in the air. I have a lot of projects that I'm working on. And honestly, I can't take an hour out of my day to drive across town to meet with someone who's not become a client or whose only objective is to just pick my brain for all the free information they want. If that's the case, go to my radio show, get my newsletter, read my blog. Get you know, Google my name. You can get all the information you want that's out there on the web. But me, access to me personally, and, and most of you out there with small businesses, you need to have this same stance with your own selves to get access to me, the person who implements and delivers the value. That's going to cost you. 
Right. So we, we need to shift that mind and start thinking in those terms instead of saying, oh, well, you know, let's just be cordial. No, when you, when you're, especially when you have many things going on, like I do, your time is very limited. Well, and you just brought up a really great, great point, and that's the freebies. You know, mm-hmm. where you've got some basic information, you know, and, and I've got that. So I've, you know, I've got my blog. I've got some, some basic tips, things like that. And so if somebody either isn't ready to work with me, you know, for, for whatever reason or can't afford it, there's a lot mm-hmm. of resources that I provide where they can get that. But again, it's just the basics. If they want more in depth, then they should do that. And now you'll be proud of me, Adrian. I did such a good job of this last week. I had somebody that said, I'm not sure that I can afford your, your services. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, then by all means, go to my website because I provide a lot of information there. And then when you're ready, give me a call. Because Yay. I know that person really wanted me to say, oh, it's okay. I'll spend an hour or two with you. <laughs> and and I didn't. Now, you know, I don't think she was deliberately trying to, to, you know, weasel her way into getting free time out of me. She just thought I'd be nice. And, and I think Uh that's the hard part is we do want to be nice. But as you say, we train people what to expect from us. So if we're nice, Uh if we give it away for free, you know, there is that old saying, you know, why buy the cow if you're getting the milk for free? Absolutely. So, you know, it, it really does come into play. And, and so you can provide those free services. You've got your blog. You've got your, your articles that people can find. Then when they're ready, they come to you and say, I will pay. And the nice thing is, Absolutely. by that point, they know you're worth it. Yep, and they'll understand what value you provide. And this happened to me. You know, I've had people that it's taken two years, a year, six months, or whatever it was, for them to come back and say, okay, I'm ready. I got my budget together. I made, you know, I made the investment. I'm going to make the investment. And that really does my heart good because I would rather someone wait until they can afford it and Mm -hmm. know what they really need than to come and have me take their money and they're really not ready and they're not in that mind space to start actually doing the work that they need to do to fix their businesses. So, you know, it, it goes a lot. It's, I'm not advocating telling people go away. I never do that, but I very gently remind them that there is a cost to work with me. When you are ready, then we can speak further. But mm-hmm. for right now, I can direct you to the web, and you can find anything you need to find on there. And, um, and I'll share this. I just made this decision. I started this series called Ask Adrian. And because people love my podcast and they love my radio show and all the stuff I do, they have questions. And I said, well, you know what, let me take some of the most common questions and I'll do videos each week and I'll answer a question. Yeah. And I thought about it and I said, no, I'm not <laughs> going to do it. You know you why? Because, again, exactly, giving away way too much information because then people will look at that and say, well, shoot, what do I need to hire her for? I'll wait every Monday and see if she answers my question and I'll be okay. So, yeah, I have to put the brakes on that one. So you have to be selective in what kind of social media and what kind of initiatives you're going to do to put yourself out there. But by the same token, you have to find some kind of middle ground where they're not feeling like you've said, okay, well, yeah, I can give you this for free. So it's all up to you. (laughs) Well, and it's, you know, you've, you've said it several times. It's about setting those boundaries. Now, the tricky thing is with... Your, your true friends, and, and actually maybe I shouldn't say true friends because, you know, as I said, people on Facebook tend to think, oh, you know, oh, we're buddies. We've been buddies for two months. Mm-hmm. Or your family. 
Those are some of the hardest people to deal with in setting boundaries. Do you have, you know, is there a way besides just saying, here is my fee structure? To work for with people like my that? friends and family, I yeah. say no, there is no other way. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's friends and family are different. I have, you know, I love my friends and family, and, and I know that they're listening, and I love you guys. You know, you know, I love you, but I'm not a fool. I'm not a puppet. And the thing is, you have to be willing to be firm with them, because if you can't be firm with your own friends and family, how are you going to expect strangers to take you serious when, right. when you're, you know, your authority, when you can't even do, I don't do a friends and family discount. And I've had people ask me that. Well, they've been friends and family. I actually would have charged my friends and family more for the pain. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody did suggest that. They charge them more money. But I think that, you know, when you start discounting, I'm not an advocate of discounting. I would rather encourage bartering or, you know, having them work with you on maybe a basic service or something that gets them jump started, but they do they do still need to pay you. I don't give anything away to my friends and family for free. I don't do, you know, I get the whole resume, business plan, marketing plan. Can you, you know, just write this because you're better than me and you know more than I do. I don't do that. I got that way because guess what? I learned. I invested my time and my money. You need to do the same thing. And I always tell them, I do you a disservice by doing your work for you or giving it to you for free because you won't value it. So Mm -hmm. you just have to, if you don't feel comfortable saying just no, I'm not going to do it or here's what I charge, tell them, I feel uncomfortable because I feel like I'm doing you a disservice because I'm robbing you of the experience of learning for yourself. Very simple. And the value word is also very important because what happens mm-hmm. is if you've given away for free and, and you know, you, you talked about this in the, uh, definitely in the book, but you know, maybe in the, the Forbes article too, if you give it away for free and that person talks to somebody who you charged mm-hmm. and they happen to mention it, then those people are annoyed. You know, and it doesn't matter yeah. if it was $10 or 10,000. The fact that, yeah. hello, that person got it for free and you charged me. I'm going to be on the phone and I'm going to say, mm-hmm. what the heck? <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. So that's, again, that's where the boundaries come in. You know, you, you just yeah. set those up and you make it clear. And I loved your point in the, the book about have it written down, you know, because then you yeah. can just hand it to them. Here's my fee structure. You can email it. You can do whatever. But then you're not having to explain it. It's right there. It's black and white. They see it. Now, will they mm-hmm. still try and finagle around it? Of course they will. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And here, here's another tip for you guys listening. I keep my fee schedule close at hand. I travel, you guys that, that do know me know, I travel with my Android and my iPad everywhere I go. And I have a little thing called Dropbox mm-hmm. and DocuSign. And I keep a contract, a basic contract, and I also keep my fee schedule in my Dropbox at all times. So when someone says, oh, well, I'd like to know, oh, well, here you go, wait, don't say anything else, all right. <laughs> Send them over right away. Here's my fee schedule. You don't have to wait till we get in the office. I don't have to send anything. It's right there. So it shows your professionalism and it shows that you're ready to work. So I highly recommend if you have a, a you know an Android or iPhone or iPad or smart tablet or whatever, keep Dropbox on it and keep a copy of your fee schedule in there at right. all times so that you're always prepared. Well, and the nice thing about that is. 
again, it is black and white. You know, they've got it. It's mm-hmm. right there in front of them. And mm-hmm. then there's no finagling around with it because then we end up devaluing ourselves. You know, mm-hmm. if, if I tell somebody, gee, I charge X number of dollars per hour and they say, oh, that's a little bit much. And they're, they're looking at my face and I see that they're crushed and I'm, and then I might go, okay, well, I'll charge you less. You know, that was one of the hardest lessons I had to learn. And actually I learned it from a guy, you know, a, a man, because women tend to do that. We want to please mm-hmm. people. And in the process, what we've done is we've devalued ourselves. So then why would they want to, to hire us? You know, if, if they can get it for, you know, $75 an hour when I normally charge a hundred, well, then they're going to push for 50 and I'm going to make the face again and I'll go, Oh, all right. And then they're thinking, well, maybe this isn't worth very much. You know, it was originally yeah. worth a hundred or they're thinking, wow, aren't you overpriced to start with? Uh, you think a yeah. lot of yourself, you know, so set yeah. that fee and stick to it. Absolutely. Here's, here's the thing. And this is one of my, uh, points that I made in, a, in an interview not so long ago. Other people's checkbook, wallet, purse, bank account, that's none of your business right. as a consultant or as a service provider. What they have, their dollars, is none of your business. The only thing that concerns you is are they willing to pay your fee. If they can't afford to pay your fee, I'm sorry, maybe we can work together another time or maybe I can recommend you to someone else. You cannot be guilted into lowering your prices. Right. Again, like Deb said, when you lower your prices or discount yourself, you devalue yourself because now you've commoditized. Now you're a commodity. And they're like, oh, I can, yeah, I can get a deal out of this one anytime. This is not the swap meet. This is not, <laughs> you know, downtown Canal Street. And those of you in New York know what I'm talking about. This is not downtown Canal Street where you can say, oh, $15. Well, you know what? I give you 10 No, this is not a garage sale. You have to stand firm in your prices or you will be what I call a broke brand. Right. (laughs) And we can't be broke brands because then nobody values Mm -hmm. us. If you don't value yourself, then nobody else will value you either. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I I got a T-shirt, too. If you go to the website, there's don't be a broke brand. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. So, Adrian, one last time before we, we end for the day, how do people find you? You can find me at www.empowerme.org or at Charlotte Diva on Twitter or my name across the, the landscape for social media, Adrian Graham. Great, great, great. Well, Adrian, this has been absolutely fabulous. We do need to get together so I can pick your brain. No, not really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I think that's the thing is people, when they schedule a meeting, they need to stop and think, okay, why am I meeting with that person? And set those grounds. So if if you respect me, I'll respect you. And then we all go forward from there. Mm -hmm. Great. Thank you so much for being my guest today. And we will see you on social media. All right. And thanks. Great. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.